Hey everybody, Jim Sammons here, and welcome to the Kayak Fishing Show live, as always, brought to you by all our great sponsors scrolling across the bottom there, and particularly today, brought to you by our good friend Patrick Zabiel and a band of anglers. Um, I haven't done a live show in, I don't know, over a month, I think, uh, life, you know, just things going on, uh, decided to take some time off. So uh, getting back into it, getting back in the rhythm. Forgive me if I make if I make any mistakes today because I'm just out of practice on doing these live shows. But um, you know, we we come on here every Tuesday, uh, oftentimes on Thursday as well, and sometimes other days. And uh, we show our old episodes of the Kayak Fishing Show, as well as have guests, uh, sponsors, um, all kinds of things. Always talk about fishing, kayak fishing all that sort of thing. So hopefully you can join us and more importantly, hopefully you can support our sponsors who help support us and share this with your friends. Of course, the shows are always better when you comment on the show and ask questions. And that really, really makes for a better show. Now, <clears throat> today's show, uh, we had scheduled to air season nine, episode nine, was a shoot that we did with my friend Brooks Beatty, and we visited Patrick Zabiel in Florida. I, as I recall, and I haven't watched this episode in a long, long time. Patrick didn't fish with us very much on the trip because he was sick. <clears throat> so I think we had a day with him out of the whole trip, but we we kind of based ourselves from his place, and then we went out fishing with some of his prototype gear. Now this was quite a few years ago. And Patrick's just had a ton of stuff going on. Uh, the expansion and growth of his new company, uh, A Band of Anglers. Now, when I saw I was going to be airing this episode, I contacted Patrick to see if he wanted to join me on the show. And it just so happens he has some really, really cool stuff going on with A Band of Anglers right now. So I asked him to be on the show. He said yes. And so there's some cool opportunities he's got for you all. And um, if we don't even get to airing the show, I want to talk about what he's got going on with Band of Anglers. Because you guys know I'm a big fan of Patrick's Lures. I have way before a Band of Anglers when it was Seville Lures. And I mean, these are my go-to my go-to gear. Always have um, my, my dart spins and, and you know, I always talk about the dart spins. I probably use that more than anything else, but all of his other great lures. And now, like I said, he's got some great going, stuff going on right now. So with no further ado, I'm going to drop these banners off of here <laughs> and bring on my good friend, Patrick Sabil. Well, let's do that. There we go, Patrick. How are you, man? Hey, doing great. A little rain. <laughs> yeah. So, You've been so busy. I've been trying to get a hold of you for, for weeks and weeks, and I haven't even talked to you or anything. And then all this new stuff came about. And mm -hmm. uh, so obviously that's what's been keeping you busy since before Christmas. And um, 
I hope everything's going well for you. Uh, I saw your, you do, you've done a little bit of bass fishing. I saw you posted some pictures. I always follow what you're up to. Uh, mm -hmm. I saw you're going to be going doing some ice fishing, which um, just sounds cold. <laughs> <laughs> Should be. But what is going on, man? What is going on with a band of anglers? Well, so thank you very much. And uh, I'm super happy, you know, you, you reached to me and there was that show after a few weeks before the show and I was like, oh yeah, great, thank you. So what happened was, you know, for many of us, if not all of us, uh, the last two years have been very unique, uh, crazy is a very simple word, but very realistic word to, to, to be used for those two years. And of course, uh, Ben Wrangler's, my company was no exception. We were in uh, hot waters. I was very complicated, you know, in the situation where it was. But um, basically, after the ICAST this summer, starting in August, um, we started to work in the direction to say, well, we, we, we need to put us back in a good track. And not only that, we need to really be able to boost again the company to go back in the direction where we are going before uh, the COVID thing started. And uh, one of the key things was, as you know, the name is A Band of Anglers because, well, there's many band of anglers out there. When you go fishing with your best friend on the water, you're a band of anglers, you know. And I wanted to give that name because that was the image of what I meant by that. My very inner circle uh, band of anglers is me fishing with my twins, my five years old boy and girl. Uh, and uh, But by extension, I always wanted to create product that's how I make a living. That's my passion, both of fishing and designing stuff, but also to be able to open to people, truly. And that's why the idea was, well, trying to find some funding from big investor was quite difficult because at that time, the Wall Street thing was just going all the way to the roof. And most people will be like, oh yeah, if I have $1 to invest, I'm gonna put that, you know, short term in, in those crazy stock that go up. So that was not helping me. And that's where the idea came. And thanks to a friend, Thomas Marchand, uh, he brings us that opportunity to say, you know, there's a platform or a type of platform, there are several, who basically allow you to create a campaign that pretty much anybody will be able to reach and join and become part, become a shareholder, be able to invest, because now it's no longer a matter of big amount. Um, anybody, if they're interested, both to you know make some investment that hopefully will pay back. That's of course the goal of any investment. But on top of that, to make an investment in something that well we dearly love, which is fishing and fishing tackle is part of the fishing. And we started to reach that company who's the world's leader when it comes to investment co-founding. And the name of that company is Start Engine. So you may, and people who hear us right now may know or may not know about Start Engine, but Start Engine is an incredible company and they have a success story that's awesome. And I will mention this. Well, one of the shareholders who's also a spokesperson for Start Engine is nobody else than Mr. Wonderful, you know. Um, oh, really? Show, yeah, the Shark Tank. Yeah. Well, is is one of the shareholders and is spokesperson for, for them. And that company have created algorithms to be able to pick up those of the company who reach to them. They basically only give a green light to 10% of le or less to the companies who, who reach them to... To, to go in a campaign 
And they, they go through a process. We've been to that process since August. So I can tell you it's a very in-depth process. We have to provide a lot of things and we have to go with compliance, make sure, you know, we're looking to raise capital. So you have to follow the rules from the government. You have to send the, invent the elements uh, you, you put together and they check if all is right. If there's something with question, they come back to you. You have to dig into that, answer all the question until you're able to have the green light. And part of the green light is the study what the company is, what is the potential of that company? And with a number of factors, they end up to say, yes, that's something we believe in and we're okay to have you joining. So no, no, just like fly-by-night company can jump on there and say, hey, invest in me. So it, there is a, a pretty extensive. Oh, yeah, extensive. Uh, I mean, you can jump in. Process. You can jump in, but you have to go. We, we went through several rounds. And every time when you go in those rounds, you're waiting to see, are you in the green or are you out? And right. at some point, because they we are literally about, I think, the 555th company that uh, have a, uh, a campaign with them. So they have already a strong experience. And one thing I think is really important to highlight as well is in their field, they are the number one. The number two do about half the business they do. So in comparison, when you talk about fishing tackle in the fishing world, pure fishing is the largest, is the number one. But the number two is, you know, give or take 50 or $80 million behind. Pure fishing being, I mean, I don't know the recent number. I'm no longer with them. But four years ago, it was about, you know, $750 million. And the number two was 50 or $80 million behind that. And the next one was another $50 million. In the case of the investment co-founding, literally speaking, start engine, is twice as big as the number two. So they are really big and strong. And their success ratio, once a company ends up to reach to, to, to be able to go through all the steps, the process, and get all the green lights, when they give you the final green light, they've been so finicky, they've been checking everything that their success ratio to reach the goal, the raise that you put as goal, is the incredible number of 99.8%. So, so just to, to be to be clear, um, this is not a a GoFundMe kind of thing where people are just mm -hmm. trying to buy a product and you're giving them a deal on a product just mm -hmm. to raise funds. Mm -hmm. This is an actual investment in the company. Yes, indeed, it's not a co-founding to get like you just mentioned. You know, help us to build that new product and you know when when you get the first production you get one for you know half the price of the public price or something no it's nothing like this it's literally be able to become a partner in my company and own shares and that's why when you know it was up to us to decide what is the type and the range of investment because it's our company we have to follow the rules of both start engine and the us regulations of course but then some decision warehouse and me and my my band my 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 friends who are part of this company with me who build the company with me we decided let's start with a 200 dollar bills so for some people 200 is definitely an important amount of money when you have a very low income but at the end it's overall it's not really a big number because i wanted that every single angler if he or she is interested to join be able to join and put a $200 bill and become a shareholder, which means, well, you know, in, in a few years from now, when the company hopefully grows and do well, 
you may get you know some benefits and uh, you know uh, having the the, the shares um, based on the shares you have um, given to you or if someday we end up to sell the company and the company have growing value then another way of return of investment so okay j just pause one second there patrick sure. uh so people who maybe are just joining us uh, we have patrick sabil here uh, with us and he's um with a band of anglers he's also a good friend of mine for a very long time oh yeah um we're talking about an opportunity that that he has brought to us um to share uh, with to be able to invest in a band of anglers if anybody wants to follow along uh, on the page, if you go to abandofanglers.com, uh, across the top of that page is a link to this page, which is the uh, Start Engine page. And it gives all the information uh, about the investment opportunity. So I just wanted to make sure that if anybody is listening and they actually want to follow along with anything that we're talking about, uh, that, that you can see that. So I couldn't find a link that was small enough to put up for this mm -hmm. page. But again, if you go to the a band of anglers page, which is right there across the bottom there, a band of anglers.com, there's a link at the top of his page that will bring you to this page, uh, with all the investment information. So anyway, That's I just wanted to, uh, put that out there so people would understand, uh, if they wanted to follow along. So anyway, right. thank you very much for helping to explain that. Yes. And definitely one of the ideas is not only people can invest and become a partner and shareholder in my company and have the benefits and the risk, you know, it's still a company. Uh, you know, nobody knows in 10 years from now where we are, but we, we believe my creation have a strong, you know, potential. I've been creating stuff. I mean, my first one ever, uh, my first one lure, I designed it in 1976 when I was only eight years old. And 10 years later, at the age of 18, I signed my first business contract and I've been always all my life into this. So uh, that's on, on, on that, that we based, you know, the value of the company and number of things, the 24 awards I, I win with my creation in the industry and stuff like that. So for people to be able to become a partner, yes, on one side of it is be able to have shares of the company. On another side of it, and it depends on everybody, everyone, but that's the opportunity to know that when you buy and then when you use and fish and catch fish with my lures then well you're a bit part of that then you know even if you have only 200 dollars in share in the company then it become a bit yours and and you'll be able by yourself to fish to show your catches on social media help spreading the word about these lures and the fact that there's our company you're part of, and you can, by your own fishing and the way you handle that, and I'm saying you, not about you personally, about the people interested into doing so, then you're able to help growing the value of the company because the more the company will be known and the more people will use the laws that I create, well, the income of the company will be bigger and the value and the return on investment potential grow together with that. So people be able to really have an impact locally or nationwide uh, by being a um, shoulder with a band of anglers. Well, and I think, I think it's important to, to note um, when you started this company, uh, one of our conversations at the very beginning and in, in explaining things and one of your frustrations, even before you started this company, uh, working with prior companies that people you were working for 
were not fishermen. You had people who were in charge of what was going on who were bean counters uh, and accountants. And, you know, they didn't use the gear. They weren't passionate about the sport. It was all straight up about the numbers or they didn't quite get it. So I, I think it, it's very important to note that when you started a band of anglers, one of the key things is everybody fishes. It is true. A band of anglers is made by anglers, with anglers, for anglers. And, and, and that's okay. I understand when many of our companies, most of the people there have a job like a regular, you know, nine to five job. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. That's not. I just don't want to work in such environment. We, we are about 18% of the U.S. population fish at least one time a year. That means about 55 million people. So how comes that the jobs that the many fishing tackle company cannot be provided by having one of the things being said, hey, you want to join for that job? But are you an angler? You should be an angler because we are companies that are not just there because of the money. Of course, the money always is a big drive. There's no discussion. Of course, I am for that. I want to make a living. I want to provide for my family. I want to have a better life for myself and for the people who work together with me. So yes, we are for that. But but then I want to just make sure that the people who work in there and every single one work in my team, every single one, including the accountants, they <laughs> fish. Yes, indeed. We made sure of that. Every single one. And you fish. Um, you're not just designing lures. I mean, if anybody who has joined us, uh, you don't know who Patrick Seville is. I mean, look him up. He's got more world records, I think, than anybody. Uh, it, it's it's certainly that I have. And a lot more fish caught than anybody I know. Um, I mean, what what is the number of species now, Patrick? <laughs> Well, seven seven hundred eighty-three, and in the fishing, the ice fishing trip I'm going to in about a couple of weeks, kind of, there may, might be chances to catch burbot, which I never caught. So I'm hoping for my number of seven hundred eighty-four species. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely crazy. I mean, I've always heard that number, the numbers that you put out on different species. Of course, you started counting when you were, oh yeah, young, yeah. right? I started to count after the first day I went fishing in salt water. I remember that very well. There was a neighbor of mine who was probably, give or take, 35 years old. And I was just, uh, I'm not sure I was a teenager. I was maybe a nine, maybe 10. And I, at the time, I was only fishing in the lakes, you know, around the house for, you know, perch and pike. And there were a few bass, shiners. And I remember very well the one day he took me with him on a party boat, but on a party boat, not in deep sea ocean, a party boat in the bay, Arcachon Bay, where it's like flat, like a lake, but it's still salt water. And I remember that very day, I caught 14 different species, which of course I never caught any of these before. And I was amazed that in one day, I was able to catch 14 species. Look, we are using hook number six or eight and a piece of clam. So of course, we have... When I'm saying 14 species, of course, don't think I was catching, you know, 20 pound fish. I was catching half a pound, a quarter of a pound, maybe a pound. But just to watch that variety, I got so excited. I remember I took a little, you know, notebook and I started to write the name just for the fun of it. And believe me, still to this day, 
that's just for the fun of it. I keep the count because I find it fun. It's not right. really... I know sometimes we put that in front because, well, okay, people see that as a marketing thing. Sure. But for me, I'm not running after new fish to say, that's good for my marketing. I, I don't care. If it turns to be used, okay. But it's for me. It's, it's, it's a lifelong thing I've done. And I have no goal. I'm not saying, oh, I will stop at a thousand or no, I, I don't care as many as I can catch. You know, there's more than 30,000 fish species known to the human to this day in the world, in the oceans and lakes and rivers. There's surely no chance me or anybody will be able to catch them all anyway. But every time I catch a new species, it brings me back to those memories as a young kid of catching a new species. And I don't care in that case the size. You know, sometimes I'm about trophy fishing. And as part of my fishing time too, is try to catch big fish. But just the species itself, especially when it's a new one, I can look that teeny guy, you know, in detail, the color, you know, number of spines on the on the dorsal fin, <laughs> the color of the dots on the gill plate and stuff like that. And I just love it. No, I, I mean, honestly, I, I had never even thought about it. And then when we met all those years ago and your numbers were this high, but it inspired me to go back and I go, okay, write down all the species that I knew I had caught. And mine is all basically off my kayak. And, and the same thing is ever since then, every time I catch some new species and it's usually while I'm fishing for something else, I don't go out and target these other little species, but every once in a while, you know, you hook it and it's like, ah, oh, cool. I got a new one to add to the list. Yeah. And I, I, I don't remember what I'm at now, but it's, it's between, it, it's, it's right around 200. I think I have oh, 200 good. species off my kayak nice. and some, uh, you know, are, you know, go down to Baja and we, and we get the, what we always call the Mexico mystery fish, because you don't even know what it is. <laughs> and so there, there's some of that, but it, I mean, it, it's not, I'm not putting it out there bragging or anything, but it's just like, it, it's fun. It, it, it is, it is fun and it, it's really cool. So uh, we have some comments here, uh, mainly people just saying hello, because I haven't been on in so long. So I want to acknowledge some of these people. Uh, Liam, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Dave, thank you for joining us. Uh, Dave is watching in Ottawa, says it's minus 35 degrees Celsius. Uh, mm. No, thank you. <laughs> and this is why I don't ice fish. Um, Bobby saying, welcome back again. Thank you for joining us, Bobby. Uh, always on here. Uh, Nicholas Beltran, what's going on, man? Hey, Nicholas. Uh, David Devine says, Patrick is a lure making genius. Well, yeah, there's. I don't know, but. Kind of you makes a lot of good lures. <laughs> I said I've been uh well honestly it's like since the uh the magic swimmer was the first one to to catch me and I became such a huge fan of the of the magic swimmer and the magic swimmer soft and I mean uh, and like I said now I, I fish the dart spin as much as anything for the calico bass and that uh, there's so much good stuff uh, the old stick shad and the, the curly men uh is another great one so uh, Serge joining us from Ottawa as well. Uh, Volks Watson <laughs> is uh, says good to see us again, and he's actually watching. Uh, like some of the others are watching on Kayak Fishing Tales. So if you are new to watching this, we are on our Facebook page, the Kayak Fishing Show with Jim Salmon's Facebook page, the Kayak Fishing Show group on Facebook, as well as on Kayak Fishing Tales on youtube if you want your best chance of being notified of these live shows 
if you go to kayak fishing tales subscribe um, get notifications and that way you're gonna be notified of whenever we come on here josh dolan my buddy uh this guy catches crazy big fish all the time he's uh, in that picture there he's got an alligator gar yeah. he is on a mission this kid is on a mission all the time to catch the biggest fish nice and uh, all the time in hardcore i, I thought you saw he posted the other day it's like he had buckets of water that they were dumping on the launch ramp so they could launch because the launch ramp was so icy so they were oh. dumping water on it so they could actually use the launch ramp. So mm. hardcore dude. And uh, he's got some great videos as well. So everybody wants to check out Josh Dolan stuff. Uh, who else we got here? Oh, uh, Rudy Yarmouth, when are you getting out to film new shows? Well, again, I have no new shows airing for 2021. So because of uh, parting ways with my producer, and COVID and not being able to travel and everything else. No new shows are airing into 20, 2021, but I will begin shooting in 2021. So uh, waiting for more like spring, we'll start shooting for airing in 2022. So that's the hope anyway. Uh, of course, it all comes down to sponsors and all that. So if you know anybody wants to sponsor these shows, that really helps. And a big thanks to all my past sponsors because they are all sticking with us. Sure. Um, Nicholas says, still catching big peacocks in Miami. <laughs> um, I don't know what, loving these loader minnows. Ah, cool. Thank you. Thank you, Nicholas. So anyway, back to uh, to what you've got going on, Patrick. Um, would it help if I brought up your page, if you want to talk about more about this investment opportunity? Sure, sure, if you don't mind. So I can put that up there. Um, cool. I'm going to change this background a little bit there we go so it's not so busy behind us so um here we go i gotta go over here so do you want to give a rundown of of, of what's going on here i can scroll through yeah. or or what the investment opportunities sure. are or, or anything like yeah, that literally. so for now, example what you can see so we launched the campaign basically five days ago and what you can see on the on the on the top right is that in just five days, we already have 92 people who have invested a total amount of $121,064. So honestly, we're very happy. You know, all those months we've been working with Start Engine, but they never had a fishing tackle company. It looks like very much we're the first ever, ever uh, fishing tackle company to do an investment co-founding campaign. So there's, they, they didn't have any feedback of something before. They've done more than 500 campaigns. So they start to be pretty good and pretty sharp when it comes to, you know, new technologies or gadgets, you know, uh, drones and stuff like that. They, they currently have a very cool drone that can lift humans, actually, as one of the campaigns. Um, there's maybe 200 campaigns that are running at, as of we speak. So that's why we're like, okay, let's start this thing. We have some hopes. We have some goals. But we didn't know, will we raise, you know, $500 a day? I mean, honestly, when it's a new thing, you have nothing that you can realistically expect to. So in five days, we've raised more than $120,000. It's more than $20,000 a day. So that means definitely there's a number of people out there who are very happy to see that opportunity to jump in. And that's what you, you see here. 
So what our target is, is to raise a million dollars because, well, actually with a million dollars, we'll be able to do a good amount of things. I'll probably be able to, to hire another one or two person to grow back uh, the, the, the company, place more order, receive some goods. I mean, as an example, you spoke of the dart spin. Some of the best in color of dart spin, we were out uh, since basically June last year. And because it was a tough year to us, like to many other companies, we are not able for several months to reorder product. So we're trying to focus on selling what was available. But as things get much improved, we the past couple of months, we've been able to place a number of orders and we started to get deliveries. For example, you know, uh, the, the Lodermino uh, that, you know, Thomas was just uh, speaking about at Lodermino, you know, we we're waiting for like a year to have them. They were on the catalog. We showed them on the show. So finally, when we received the, the delivery uh, in, in December, we were able to, to make people happy. There were older that were 10 months old that were waiting to get the product. So that's why the goal of 1 million is not just a number that we throw in the air. That was a calculation to say, OK, what do we need realistically to make something to first put us back on good tracks? And secondly, to really help us to boost that company and to move forward pretty well in 22 in the future. So that's that's what it is. So yeah. is your biggest goal on this this investments? I mean, for, for the company, is it uh, to increase your inventory, get back in stock on inventory? Yeah, it's a mix of things. So okay. definitely, the inventory is definitely part of that. Be able also to go back in marketing plan because you know it's like the most beautiful girl in the world. If the most beautiful girl in the world stay in her bedroom and nobody sees her. Nobody knows she's the most beautiful girl in the world. So uh, I have a range right now. We have, you know, five brands. We have about 30 different lures. But because we are not able really in the pandemic to promote them, there are still many people who don't know about those lures. There's even still people who don't know that Patrick Sebil have a new company. There's almost every day when I'm on a show, when there's an opportunity to meet people, Almost every day, there are still people who believe I'm still working with my old previous company, Seville and Pure Fishing, which I'm no longer for four years already. So, right. so, and that was because of a lack of funds. We didn't have the, the proper capacity to go back in marketing and make sure that with key, uh, you know, media support to be able to bring back that, that knowledge to, to people. So definitely, that's also part of what we, we plan to do. And we, we like to grow a bit the people who are working with us, you know, because as we shrank a bit the, the team, uh, you know, and we are two people less now than a year and a half ago. But the amount of work basically is the same. So what does it mean? It means the one guy named CEO is the one guy who works seven days a week. And <laughs> I have five years old. So as soon as I can have a few more people joining in, you know, to help us working and growing this company, well, I'll be able to have a, a bit more time to, to keep taking care and having more fun with my kids and possibly also to go back a bit more for fishing because, well, believe it or not, when you, you spend your 10 hours a day, almost seven days a week on the computer, that left, left you very, very little, if like no time to, to go fish. So that, that's why that $1 million, if we can raise that with the, the support of people, that really, really help us big time and, and drive us towards what we believe is a very um, potentially very strong, very good feature for this company. So uh, 
I'm just scrolling through here. Uh, you yeah, two hundred dollar investment, a five hundred dollar investment. So please let me highlight that you see that that light green window that's named friends and family. Yeah. Okay. What do you see is that there's fifteen percent bonus shares, and you see what is left is seventeen hours, eleven minutes, and nine seconds right now. What does it mean? It means that to help starting that launch, to help starting that campaign, for someone who spent, say, $200, which is the minimum investment, well, you get an extra 15% of share. So currently, each share is valued at $5, and that's part of what went into commission and was approved. You know, that's in offer, the value of the company, everything you see on the top. So if you spend, uh, say, next week, if you spend for, uh, $200, you will have 40 shares. But right now, if you do that, like right now, when the show is done in you know half hour or one hour from now, if you spend two hundred dollars instead of receiving forty shares, you will receive forty six shares. That means fifteen percent more. Okay. So it's a way. That's a you know, that's a way to to give a fr uh, a treat basically to the people who are willing to join us very early. Thanks. So the clock is ticking. It is ticking. 17 hours left. Yep. And $200, and as you see just below, $200 is the minimum investment. I spoke about that a bit before, but I wanted to make sure that almost anybody will be able to join. So if you want to join us, just the number is really important. It's how we, we can grow our team, our band. So even if you have just under $200 in your pocket, and you're interested to give it a try to support us and to have the chance if the company succeed to have a return on investment on that you can join us for just two hundred dollars and so that gets in their shares i see this also as access to exclusive quarterly webinars the, indeed so every investor any level any level when you invest 200 bucks i will have once every three months, I will have a webinar that will be just dedicated to the investors. And maybe one webinar will be about, you know, bass fishing at nighttime with the full moon. And another one can be about, you know, do we want to change the hooks on allure? I mean, it will be all kinds of topics, but those will be live and dedicated uh, to basically to the partners. And people will be able to ask me questions like right now in your show. People will be able to, to ask me any kind of question. So that, okay. that, that will be true for any level, any investment level. And as I scroll through these at 500. Now, this, uh, you, you've got it set up at 200, 500, 1,000. Somebody come in and say, oh, I, I've got $300. Well, the I mean, is it set are, at those increments or is it, yeah. can you come in at... Yeah, you can go at any number you want, literally, but by 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 the perks goes by level. So if you go, oh, yeah. when you reach $500, you still have access to the quarterly webinars because any investment will give you access to that. But on top of that, if you invest $500, you will have a $50 gift card. Now, if you invest $800, you still have a $50 gift card. You don't have a bigger one. If you want to have a bigger gift card, which is in percentage, in proportion, a bigger one, then you need to reach a thousand dollars 
where you will have basically 125. So you can see easily that if you make two times 500, it will be only two times $50 uh, gift card. So yes, indeed, if you put more money, if you put $1,000, you have more value in the gift card that you will have. And of course, that's a gift card that you people will be able to use on a Ben Wengler's uh, website. Now, the gift card will not be linked to a name. That means you are a grandfather and you like to invest in a Ben Wengler's but your grandson or granddaughter loves fishing, you'll be able to give for Christmas or their birthday or any time when you want, you'll be able to give them that, um, that gift card. It's not you know, limited to the person who will receive or who will make the investment. So same thing when we go to the next level, $2,500. In that case, that will give you a total a gift card of 350 Actually, that's going to be a set of uh, two two cards of 175 just in case right. maybe you want to use 175 for you and want to give 175 you know not everybody maybe feel like they want to buy 350 dollars in in lures that's why we decided to break it down in two gift cards you got it hey there's a picture of me on there yeah here you are <laughs> so look here you are and next to you are my twins on top in the middle on the top it's one of the partners his brand his name is brandon with the redfish okay but yeah nice. you see my kids that's why i wanted to have the kids you know because that's really what the company is about if you look the the logo of a bed of anglers well what do you see you see you see the world and in front of the world you see myself fishing with my son and my daughter and you see a few stars for I just like to spread the, the 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 subliminal message. The few stars you see on the side, actually, it's not something random. I pick up those stars from the official flag of the great state of Florida, which I love. That's why I live in Florida. <laughs> I love Florida. So that's that's it. Now let's go back on the on the perks. So the next level, you see, we jump from twenty five hundred, then we jump to ten thousand because we are thinking. You know, again, that was a long process. We try a number of things. We're thinking, okay, good. You know, what, what, what makes sense? We're thinking if someone is really looking to get very serious and put a large amount, this person might not be so much interested into, you know, into having uh, a bonus card, you know, gift card. So that's right. why $10,000, then that means people will have an, ex an, an additional 5% shares. And then if okay. we go... To the next level, 25%, then they will have an extra 10% bonus share. Wow. Now, those are pretty strong investments, obviously. And then we created the two next ones, 50,000 and 100,000, where then not only we grow the percentage of bonus share, so in the case of the 50,000 perks, you can see there's a 12% bonus shares, but then I added one day of fishing with me here in Florida. And again, like the gift card, it's transferable. Again, same situation. Maybe the person who wants to invest is interested about the investment themselves, but maybe they want to give that fishing day to someone else. Now, don't get me wrong. If one of you guys is a dad and you have your son with you who loves fishing, I'm not going to say, hey, only one of you come. Dad and son or two sons will be able to come. But we will go on a boat and I will be with you. So it's not about, you know, but you'll be the investor. So if you have, again, your son, your daughter, your wife who want fishing, same thing. And at 100,000, 
it's not one, it's two days. And in between, uh, we will also cover the cost of hotel and restaurants. We don't include the plane tickets because, you know, I don't know. <laughs> the person who invests come from, I don't know. Right. From, <laughs> yeah, from France, why not? Or whatever. I mean, that's, that's their thing. But people will come here in Florida. Uh, we will be in touch directly. So we will pick up, we'll pick up two things. We will pick up what type of fishing do they want to do. That's why I didn't say bass or tarpon or snook. Because, you know, if I say tarpon and if the guy is a bass lover, he might be not interested or disappointed. So I, I will just, I fish everything, as you know. So right. I will talk with the person what they want to fish here in Florida they're interested with. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to pick the dates, both that make sense to their schedule, but also to give them the best chance given the moon phase and stuff like that, if it does matter. Well, just scrolling through this, I mean, there's obviously tons of information on this page. Uh, again, I, I, here's the link. It's bandofanglers.com, and there is a link to this page that we're showing uh, at the very top of a bandofanglers.com. So that was the easiest way for me to put it because uh, it just I couldn't find a small enough link that I could put up on the on the page here. But you said it was um, start engine. Slash yeah, start engine in one word. Start engine, you see it written on the top left yeah. corner below below live. Start engine in one word dot com slash aboa, which is the nickname for a of Anglers. So start engine.com slash aboa. So that's that's probably the best way to to find it. Um so how long is this um, this offering going to last? So it's supposed to last for three months. So basically, we started uh, Wednesday, which I think was the 19th of January. So from there, it's going to be running for 90 days or, or less. I mean, if we reach our goal in a month, then, you know, um, then be it. You know, it's uh, the goal is not to have that lasting for a month and years. Uh, the oh, goal so so I... I I'm now looking at this. This offering max says 1.7 mil, 1.07 million. Is that is that what your yeah. goal is? So don't ask me. Not that I don't want to say, but there there's some some reason of why not exactly one million, but 1.07. But it's more okay. Uh, yeah. So it's it's the way it goes. If you look on their <laughs> website, you will see there's we're not the only one. When people look for one million, they're asking. They say, hey, okay, you go to there. I think it's about some regulations. So when you pass that 1.07, if you go in 1.072, then you go in different set of regulations or something like this. I'm sorry, I'm not a, I'm not a specialist of that, but there's some reason for that. That's why. But in short, we say we're, we're looking for a million. Okay. Well, so you don't need that many investors. Just... A few to come in with that hundred thousand dollar mark, right? You know, <laughs> no, but it's not the wrong way to say that. Of course, you're right. But in fact, really, to me, it's no bullshit. You know, I I know some people have fun when they hear me saying that, and I'm I'm glad if that makes them having fun. But the more people I will have, uh, the more I will be happy, I, and I'm, that's very sincere. I I do a living like all of us. We need to have most of us. We need to have a paycheck to pay our bills and everything, right? That's life. But really, there's something on top of that. Designing lures is my passion, and that have been since almost as much as I recall in my life. 
and be able today, thanks to that platform, to open you know my company to potentially a big lot number, a big number of anglers, uh, people interested to put, as I say, even just a $200 bill makes me feel like, honestly, the more people I will have, I'm not trying to say, hey, I want to raise $15 million. I'm saying the more people I can have, really, I would be very happy of that. And that's, that's just the truth. So my wife corrected oh. me. <laughs> it's 2022 for 2023. I Thank you, dear. <laughs> I don't even know what year it is. <laughs> I do so, all the time. That's why she's here. Keep me in line. Good. So, um, I'm supposed to be airing this episode. So, I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna bring. Well, actually, I need to. So that episode there. you're gonna bring, if I recall well, that's basically the first time ever you use what was my prototype dart spin. I don't even think I have a name at that time for the dart spin. I, I don't think that was the case, huh? Uh, again, I haven't watched this episode in forever. I just know that that I was there with Brooks, and um, then I know we actually had some of the um, of the poppers. Yes, I had some already. I'm pretty time. sure Brooks was doing really well on the on the popper, as I recall. It's been like I said, it's been such a long time. Now I gotta I'm flies. <laughs> I gotta set, set it up because I switched over to sharing your page. So one second. Uh, it's the reflection in the in the glasses. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I also remember that there were areas that because basically you just gave us guidance. Uh, you said I. Uh, Go fish this area because, like I said, uh, you would you. I, I, I'm seem to recall you had just gotten back from China, and you were really sick. You were wearing masks before masks were cool. Yes, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I've been traveling to Asia basically since uh, back in 2003 or 2004, and for a long time, I noticed people there when they start to be sick and they have the flu, they by themselves, it's cultural, uh, as, a, as a way and a mean of respect to others, they wear the mask. And I saw that a long time ago, and I was thinking that is, that to my point of view, is a good thing, that people by themselves are willing to wear a mask. So when they are in the bus, when they are in restaurants, I mean, all kind of place work, if they are coughing, they are less likely to pass sickness to others. And, uh, and I started to have masks in my backpack, which is my most precious tool when I travel all around the world. You know, I have a backpack that's very well thinked, and every single thing in that backpack is there for a reason. And there's always a pack with three masks for almost 20 years in there. And I remember once flying back like on a 16-hour flight or 15-hour flight, and literally a lady next to me was coughing big time, like she was quite sick and she will never put her mouth or tissue or anything in front of her mouth. So right away, I put my mask and for those 15 or 16 hours, she coughed quite a lot. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> some of the people around, I mean, when you, that's the nature of microbes and, and virus, you know, those that are respiratory, they are 
more or less, but they are contagious. And that's the way they spread. It's when, you know, you have the droplets, you're coughing. And I was able to be good. But, you know, I don't recall exactly why was I sick when I saw you. I don't I remember I was sick. Unfortunately, we, we said, you know, guys, when when Jim set a, uh, a TV show, he reached to me or to anybody probably like six months in advance, you know, there's least, all the, yeah. <laughs> the flights, you know, you have to book for the cameraman. There's the whole thing. So, of course, I made sure that the date will be good for me and everything will be good. And that's terrible to me to receive my dear friend Jim and we're supposed to go fishing for three, four days, shooting a TV show and me be sick and not being able to, to leave the bed was definitely yeah. Well, it, it's one of those things. It's just like, you know, we plan our shoots a year in advance or whatever. Oh, and yeah. of course, that's when there's going to be a hurricane, you know, and that's why the, one of the other times I sat in your house for like five days. <laughs> yeah, during, it was about uh, 10 years ago. During was about hurricane 10 years ago, Sandy. We had a massive, uh, yeah, Sandy was it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I know that we spent, we have to, to, to put the hurricane shelters down. So the house was very dark, you know, and by we even have a, they cut the, the electricity for at least a few hours. And there's nothing you can do. And you hear the wind is hurling out there. You know, the hurricane was not right on us, but it was close enough that we have maybe, I don't remember the speed of the wind, but maybe 90 miles an hour or something. And we were only able to go fishing the very last day. And the water was all, you know, brown because it was, you know, just with all the wind for a few days. Well, what 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 I remember specifically about that. Uh, more more so than just being locked down was we had brought the kayaks up onto the lawn away from the water yeah. and we wake up in the middle of the night we had tied them off and we wake up and the kayaks were trying to float away yes because just the storm surge had come up in there and so we're out there in the dark trying to rescue kayaks and, and i remember Literally, the water level was one inch lower to the carpet in my house. We were that close yeah. to got salt water coming in. And of course, I mean, nobody wants to have water in your house is bad, but salt water in your house is really, really bad. <laughs> we are that close. One inch, one inch. Right. So anyway, with no further ado, let's, uh, let's roll this episode <laughs> and... Like I said, it was with my good buddy, Brooke Speedy. This week on the Kayak Fishing Show, we are on the Indian River in Florida. We're hooking up with our good buddy, Brooks Beatty from Jackson Kayak, and also my very good friend, Patrick Sabeel. Stick around. It's going to be a great show. I'm going to skip over the intro. On this trip, I got to meet up with Jim and Will, and we headed down to Florida. We hit Fort Pierce first, met up with Patrick Sabeel, uh, which is really cool. I know, known him for a long time because of his swim baits and all the other lures he's come out with, so it was cool to meet him, hang out with him in person. Um, unfortunately, he was sick, so he didn't really get to hit the water with us, um, but he did set us up on a place to go fish um, and set us up with some prototype lures, so that's cool. These fish have never seen these lures before, so we had a little advantage there. You know, Jim, we know each other for like a dozen of years, probably yeah, maybe 15, least, yeah, yeah. you know, and I always send you some stuff before anybody else has. So 
you're gonna going to be the very first with those prototypes almost finalized you know very cool. uh, straight from the mold very fresh you know you can do yeah straight bait so <laughs> that's one of my uh, one of the new bait that's uh, you know with a with a blade and there's a larger model also oh look at that beast yeah again you know uh, if you want to target the big guys yeah that's uh, that's one of these and uh, i still love and those big ones in different ways there's a cut in the middle uh, you can do a lot of things, including you can have a long leader. So when you grab a tarpon or make snook sometimes, and if your leader is not that big, well, the, the advantage is that go away like this and you get the fish away from the main right. leaders. So some toys to play with, guys. Very awesome. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're a lot less hairy there, Patrick. <laughs> well, we, uh, this way. we have come out to the Indian River to hook up with our buddy Brooks Beatty from Jackson Kayak. And of course, the ever famous typhoid Mary, Patrick Seville. <laughs> so Patrick's actually just going to take us, show us a couple spots. He can't fish with us today. Uh, he's got a very bad cold. So he's going to go take care of that today. And hopefully we're all going to fish again tomorrow and get Patrick out on the water with us. But at least we have his guidance on uh, where to fish this area right right near where he lives. Look, we have to see up today that I was wearing the mask and now we're in a pandemic where I'm wearing a mask. Yeah. And you no longer live there. No. We're only one run out away. Not that far. You cross and you go and you enter into here. Quite often you will find snooks right in the middle of that, some reds. That's really where. And then you go real on the flats, fish the flats. <laughs> I would be more than happy to catch a 25 pound tarpon. That would make me happy. Yeah. Yeah, I've never landed a tarpon. Oh, I've yeah? Had, I've had them on, but never landed them. Again. Oh, is that another roll there? Yeah. No. I mean, the rod might be okay, but uh, yeah, I only fish with 80 pound braid. This is, uh, well, this is okay, so probably 60 pound braid and. I have 60 pound fluoro or 50 pound. Yeah. All right, Jim. So we arrive uh, on that canal, you know, and like often on the canal, you know, things get uh, narrower, the fish are more compact. So that's really uh, the kind of place I, I really like <laughs> to, to fish. It's really good for, uh, for snook, especially. Uh, you have always all year round some, uh, some small tarpons, and somewhere you can find some decent size, but. Um, in winter, it's, it's more, most of the fish are just in the 10 to 30 pounds, which is fantastic and plenty for, you know, light spinning tackle. So, so you're thinking we should uh, go from here and head up underneath the, the tracks all the way up back up in there? Yeah, yeah. Is that you what you're have, suggesting? Uh, you have like uh, four or five miles of fishing area. So oh, wow. That's plenty. And those boats aren't getting up there. <laughs> <laughs> Gotcha. That was a. I remember that being a really cool place to paddle. I mean, it was just a really you know, every time I get a chance. So if we're uh, in Florida or at a trade oh, yeah. show, I always Amazing. make some time to hang out with Patrick because the thought process he puts into making his lures, um, the thought process he makes into fishing. I mean, he's probably one of the most accomplished anglers in the world with many, many IGFA records and more species caught than anybody I know. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm at 150 or something like that. And he's 
well over 700 species of fish that he's caught. I was really bummed we didn't get to actually fish with him because that's when I learned the most. Just went getting to fish with him and watching him fish and he will explain why he's doing something. And it's, it's always just so much fun and so educational to be able to hang out and fish with him. Getting all GoPro ready to capture, capture all the day's glory. And then I'm gonna go catch a bunch of fish. Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you by Jackson I'm Kayak. Skip over these One commercial family, breaks a little bit since water. we've been running a little long. Oh, Raining up there. Got uh, Robert Cross says he's watching from New Zealand. Love your lures, hey, Patrick. Robert. Thank, Thank you, Robert. And I love and miss New Zealand, right, actually. Wow, oh, I, I love New Zealand. I, oh, it's, it's been a few. I've been four times. Um, and uh, it's been quite a while since I've been there. We actually, my wife and I actually went to a street fair the other day. And there was a place that was selling authentic New Zealand meat pies. Oh, yeah. And I mean, that's worth going to New Zealand for oh, right alone is, is the meat pies. And I tell you what, this place uh that we got them from here they were pretty darn close they're really good uh patrick how's your um chinese or whatever that is <laughs> no, I, I know <laughs> i can pronounce a few words but that i have no no clue but uh the homa hey thanks for joining us <laughs> all right let, let's keep it rolling you ready to move back in here yeah man we are in fort pierce florida my first time here, met up with Patrick Sabeel. He hooked us up with some sweet prototypes. So uh, we're going to put those boogers to work today. And I'm um, going to hopefully catch some big old snook. He said there'll be some reds on the flat later. So uh, being in, I'm inland in North Carolina. And anytime I go to salt and just crush these guys, I love it. Oh, he's on. That didn't take long. It's something small. Little jack, maybe? Little red. Little red? Yeah. I take it. Oh, it's got that beautiful blue tail, too. Ooh. Something busting right back here by the cameraman. See if I can catch it. That was, that was my first catch Patrick, on, a, on a dark uh, spin. was not able to ah. fish with us because he was sick. Um, at least he was able to give us some guidance. It told us some areas to fish. And this week with Jim Sammons, he catches, oh my gosh. Oh, that's old Jack. Nice. Yeah. I can tell by the way he took off. They're so strong. Oh, <laughs> They're yeah. dolphin everywhere. I made a terrible cast, totally missed the area I wanted to cast to. And so I ended up in the deeper water and on the fall it got hit. That, yeah, that's, I told you mine got hammered a little bit ago. There you go. And that's Based on what Jim's told me, either. you got to make a bad uh, cast first. So I know I, I hear people all the time say jacks, you know, <laughs> Cravel are trash fish and all that. But I will so take really them nice all day my, long. Uh, <laughs> they are so fun. That's so fun. The fight is great. I mean, four fish. My first fish until all the way. I mean, forty-eight pounds. That's my biggest in four fish. So that's there's some very very solid ones. Wow. Oh, there's another one. 
I love fishing the flats because I love sight fishing. Um, sometimes for me, I get caught up looking for fish more than fishing for fish, but it's the hunt, it's the stalk, it's just the beauty of seeing into the water and seeing what's going on in, in their world and uh, just draws me back. Brooks fished Patrick's new popper lure. Uh, and the interesting thing about that lure is that he makes it in a variety of weights uh, with a lot of the design features put in there for, to give you castability, really good distance. But what Brooks was doing, I was watching him, is he, he'd give it a couple good pops and that thing really threw a lot of water and then he would slow it down and walk the dog with it. So the, the ability to fish one lure in a couple of different ways on one retrieve is, is pretty intriguing. I think it drew the attention of the fish and then suddenly walking it is I think the fish realized it was an injured bait. And so that was when he, he opted to strike. So yeah, caught it on uh, the prototype that uh, Patrick gave us. It's a cool bait because you can big splashes, I think is what drew its attention. And then um, then I suddenly it will walk when you kind of you can walk the dog with it as well. So I think. Like I said, drew it with the big splash and then subtle, and he just hammered it. Let me get this, show you here what I got. Yeah, I mean, if, if I would have lost this fish, I would have thought he was three times the size. They're just so strong. I love them. And he gone. Bow, 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 bow. And you don't have to put that in there. That's not my most shining moment, actually. I would appreciate that. Woo! Oh, is that snook? Snook. Dang. Look at this guy. Right here's supposed to be. That was a flank snook. Yeah. Woo-wee. I was right up against those pilings up there. Right on it, huh? Dang. We got some fight to him, huh? Yeah. Too bad I was not with you guys. Oh, I was in my bed. And it was funny. I think I got all my fish <laughs> on the dart spin, and he got all his fish on the popper. Not huge, but man, they're uh, just a so tough funny. fish, and they're yeah. acrobatic. Super fun fish. You know, this was the primary target species we wanted to catch. It's not a monster by any means. They get some really big ones, but I couldn't be happier. Fun way to start the day. That's species number three for the morning, so can't beat that. That's just good fun. The Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you by Jackson Kayak. So while that's doing its commercial One thing. family. On many the uh, PowerPole Micro Anchor. SLD. Swift, silent, secure, and small. Um, reels. I think so one of the cool the things about that, and I think we showed it right at the very period. beginning, was just on that slow retrieve mm -hmm. was the swimming yeah. action. Yeah. And now, I you mean, know, I have the four inch. I send you some, the four inch in SLD that have the beautiful action in just four inch long and almost two ounce weight. So, yeah. So it's, it's all about that. Like, like we said in the, in the show, it was, it was castability. And then um, the ability to fish it like in one retrieve in a couple of different ways, whether you're ripping it or, like I said, getting that just nice swim. Um, it, it's uh, they're, they're just awesome lures. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome, awesome lures. And it's funny because, I mean, what you had that and you had 
the prototypes of the dart spin. That's that was where a band of anglers started. Yes, yeah. with with those two. Yeah, and that was the pencil. That was the other uh, lure at the very beginning. I, I have to start it somewhere, of course. But uh, the pencil was a bit bigger, I think, than the popper. And maybe I didn't have any end. I don't recall that very day, to be honest. So, but maybe that's why uh, I just provided you the, the popper. But anyway, the popper being a bit smaller, the pencil was more of a go-to wide range of bait. You know, um, right? If you were to go in the ocean side, you know, then the pencil will be because it's. It was larger. I mean, the size available at the moment was making more sense when you were along the beach where you can find a cobia or, you know, 100 pound tarpoon, bigger jacks and stuff like that. Okay. Where did I hit? Well, it's just so cool to see how far they've Splash. come. And then little subtle walks. Since fishing prototypes. <laughs> yes. Oh, he's on it. And now we have like 50 lures, so here you go. Come on, hit it again. We're right over there. <laughs> so I think that technique actually works. <laughs> Big splash, draw them in. And then little subtle, little twitches. There yep, you go. There he is. There you go. <laughs> nice. Live. It's nice when you call your Boom. shot like that. <laughs> yeah. Like a drew it up. All right. So another jack on the um oh you I think you said there's another one behind me. But uh on the on the pop pop walk method. And I mean I guess if I had one bait to pick, it would always be a top water. So hope hope this lasts all day. <laughs> <laughs> up here in Fort Pierce um, supposed to be fishing with our buddy uh, Patrick Sabeel but uh, he's come down with the, the creeping crud uh, but he pointed us in the right direction so we're kind of winging it and we're just having a ball you know laughing all day catching fish all day having a lot of fun you know they don't they aren't big fish but they're fun fish it's been consistent nothing to complain about here here, you want to talk in my mic? What was that? Oh, huh? What? Oh, there's more down there. Is there bigger ones? Any bigger guys? Oh, okay. There's a bigger one. Any gone? I'm using 50 pound cigar braid and then doing a uni to uni to cigar floral premier leader. Um, the thing about these fish, we might get into a big tarpon. You get into snook. Snook have super sharp uh, gill plates. They'll flare those gill plates out and they'll cut through six. I mean, Patrick's are saying use 80 pound liter. Um, I didn't have any with me today. So, but I will bump that up tomorrow. I'm pretty stoked. I got the uh, new Omega rod holder from Yaktak. I mean, I got like one of the very first shipments. Kind of sorting out how I want to have it and what position it's in, but that's a nice thing. It can be mounted in so many different positions. This is the Pro, I believe what they call it, um, has an extra arm. So you can articulate it in a lot of different ways. 
But one of the things I think I like the best about it is so many other rod holders like this, if you want to change position, if you want to rotate it, you have to pull the whole thing out and turn it. Where this has just got a little lever here, I push in on it, let go of that, and it drops right back down. And it's it's got a lot of um, indexes in there, so you can really almost micro adjust it. So it's really slick. It works with bait casters, um, spinning reels, um, fly rods. I mean, it, it works with every kind of rod. You can even use it as a straight up uh, rod tube if you want by angling it straight up, closing the uh, latch there and going in this way. So very slick new rod holder from Yak Attack. Got a real frisky one here. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, came around the corner. Throw the same little bait after I just caught that other jack. Oh, look at you there. You got a good grip on it. And uh, caught me a little speck here. So starting to get the species on on the, on the board. So Jim's got four. But one's a gar, so that's minus one, really. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Please don't put any of that in there, please. Yeah. Well, we've had a. As soon as you really say don't put it in, day, you know it's going to end up in there. Uh, caught a lot of fish early, kind of slowed down. Uh, so we're going to take a break right now and stick around after this message and see how we do. The kayak fishing show is brought to you by Power Pole Micro Anchor, Coquitat. Orion coolers. The power pole micro anchor. I tell you what, the fish in the reels. flats, <laughs> that is such a great tool. Yes. You know what was also awesome is the last time we fished with you is you talked us into getting those anchor wizards. And for for the little bit deeper water, those things yeah. were fantastic. Yeah. That's why, I mean, I, I have power poles on anything I have because when you want to fish in shallow water, that's such an incredible tool that helps you to position yourself the best way possible. I mean, look, I'm on my egret boat there. You see the two power poles in place. Well, this yes, has been too. a run and gun kind of... Is that the boat that burned up? It is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Crazy stuff. I have to jump in the water. Yeah. <laughs> You're fishing <laughs> with, like, high tran, right? Were no, you... no, that was with uh, you know Constantin, who's um, no. my, his partner and best friend, and there was another friend of ours, and that was the day actually, the morning of the day where France won the World Cup. Yeah, at oh. <laughs> like a, a week or so, or a few days after the ICAS actually, and yeah, we went fishing early in the morning, and uh, I want to move, change place, the motor don't start. I tried to start it again, and there was a little boom. And I saw some flames on the side and of the motor, and I was not like um, shaked. And you know, I, I saw that, and I was about to grab the uh, extinguisher. And incredibly enough, at that moment, my eyes caused the eyes and the sight of of Constantin, and then he jumped in the water. And it was like I have no more control of myself. Jumping in the water as well—that's <laughs> a crazy thing. We we read after that. That's a um, a mechanism as human we have, like many species, you know, when a flock of birds, one of them see danger, 
you just go and the other one don't try to look where the danger is. They just go. And that's what happened. And that's incredible. When you hear about that, when you read about that, it's one thing. When it happened to you, it's crazy. Because I just have to take the extinguisher and stop the flame. That's all I right. have to do. Jump in the water. Incredible. Yeah, because once a boat starts to go, it's uh, it's hard to stop it. <laughs> yeah. On a trip, you know, uh, last week we uh, started off fishing with Patrick Sabil or wanting to fish with Patrick Sabil, and he was so sick that though he was able to help us out, we didn't actually get a chance to fish with him. He gave us a call. Uh, he knew we were scrambling for things to do, so he invited us to come back. Uh, more driving and to actually have a chance to fish with him. He said he was feeling better. He would probably fish off his boat and we were gonna fish off the kayaks, but at least it was an opportunity for me to fish with one of my very good friends and one of the best anglers in the world. Well, I'm, I'm glad since uh, the past one month I've not been fishing, I was traveling for work and I came back and I have a bad acute bronchitis. So that's my first morning going fishing. And I'm here with my good friends. Jim Salmons and Brooks. So here we are, casting a lure, looking for a snook, tarpon, a red, whatever, on the water, finally. That's good. <laughs> well, honestly, we brought the Krakens because we were supposed to be going fishing offshore for sailfish. And this is a, you know, the offshore boat. So that's why I brought it. I mean, it's an excellent paddling boat. We're actually putting in some miles today, so I'm not disappointed I have it with me at all. Um, I wouldn't mind having a boat for some of this stuff that I could stand up in. I'm a little envious of uh, Brooksy over there being in the Mayfly, so he can uh, stand up and kind of sight cast at stuff and get a little better visual than me, because I'm not very good at standing up in the Kraken, but paddling wise, <laughs> I'm very happy to be in the Kraken. When the snook are not aggressive, typically I would fish very slowly and just bumping the lure on the bottom with little jigs very gently and let the bait drift so you need to find just the right weight the right jig head to really drift gently in the current and just go up and down when you want it to The, uh, the lure that I used that had the most success on was his new soft plastic. It doesn't have a name yet. Um, <laughs> dart spin, dart with spin. With a, a spinner blade <laughs> on the tail. The nice thing was, is at a very slow retrieve, that tail spun, it had really good action. Um, I used it in a variety of ways. I could, I could burn that across the surface and you could see the tail kicking right on the top, or I could fish it really slow, which was probably in, in the colder water conditions we had was the best way to fish it. I was kind of just really pulling it up, getting that tail spinning and letting it drop and then reeling it up and letting it drop. So kind of an up and down motion, just bouncing it off the bottom. And that was pretty much the most successful way I fished that lure. Oh, I just got short bit. Oh, come on. We got a double. Lady fish. Lady fish, always great fighting fish. Yeah. That's called the, the poor man's tarpon, but you know what? 
for the same size, I promise you, it fights better than the tarpaulin. If you get the tarpaulin the same, two, three pound weight and, and tackle. Those ladyfish yeah. can oh. throw a lure like no other. <laughs> That's true. That's really true. Find you one fish. <laughs> oh, yeah, there are days like that, right? You've been fishing on those tough days. Well, we do too. <laughs> the fishing was bad. I mean, uh, Brooks got a couple hits and missed. I had a ladyfish on that jumped next to the boat and came off. I don't think it ever got on camera. Uh, Patrick did get a ladyfish, but it was just a super fun day. It's always fun to fish with Patrick and always educational. Uh, anytime I have a chance to fish with a guy, I'm going to do it. So, you know, though we didn't get the fish, we still got to spend more time with a great guy and, and fishing with Brooksy, of course, is always fun and full of laughs. So, you know what? We made the best of it. Well, I hope you enjoyed this trip to Florida with us visiting Patrick Sabil and learning about the process of making lures. I know I learned a lot. We had a great time fishing with our good buddy Brooks. Always a laugh right when we're around him. I just hope you enjoyed the show and please join us next week on the Kayak Fishing Show. There you go. There we go. There's the episode. Um, I'm gonna close it so it doesn't start listening to that. So uh yeah, super fun. And it's it's cool to go back there and see you know where it's come from, like I said, the prototypes, and then uh to really, I mean said a lure that for me, the dart spin has become probably my biggest go-to lure for so many different species. I mean, that's the mm -hmm. thing for me, is is like I've I've caught so many different species on that lure. You know, I fish them a lot for the calico bass, but I've caught tuna on them. I've caught lingcod on them. Um, I've caught freshwater species on them, you know, the bass. And uh, it, it's just, a, it just works. It's one of those. And then, of course, you get confidence in it. You know, you can throw it at anything. So um, so back to the what we started off with. I want to remind everybody, uh, if you go to abandofanglers.com and there's a link at the very top and it's going to have all that information about this investment um, opportunity with a band of anglers. Um, if people have questions about this, Patrick, if they want more, more information, is there a way to get a hold of you or uh, to ask questions on that, uh, hmm. on that web page? Yeah. So definitely the web page itself, because again, I'm not a specialist of, uh, invest founding. I'm specialist of my own company. But so they have, uh, there, there's a hotline, there's a, a place you can enter your messages and ask them all kind of questions. And you can also ask questions directly on our page. And we follow that. I mean, for the moment, there was only one or two questions. There's not many at this moment. But um, that's why you can or leave your question directly on the page itself, on the Ben of Anglers page, I mean, or there's another location on their website where you can come with more general question. And in that case, that's going to be the start engine people uh, who just uh, go. And I want to mention one thing. One of the reasons of their success is the easiness of this. I mean, literally, you can buy shares when you go on startengine.com of Ben Wengler or other uh, companies' campaign who are up there. And literally, it's just a little bit more work than if you want to book buy a book on Amazon. It's really 
almost that simple. In one to three minutes, the max, you're done. You you spend your 200, 400, 100,000 if you want, um, very, very quickly. Actually, for the large amount, I think 10,000 or 25,000, some amount, you have to make a wire transfer, but that's in a bigger amount. But um, $2,500 or less, for sure, you just can use your credit card and just go through quick and easy. Well, it's very cool. It gives people uh, an opportunity to be a part of, you know, a, a great company and uh, it's certainly a product that I believe in. Um, and uh, I, it, it's it's a cool opportunity. I'm I'm, uh, I'm hoping it is a big success for you, Patrick, because uh, I want to keep fishing the lures. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, thank you, Jim, and thanks everybody who joined out. Some of you will be interested and I see you part of the of the band very soon. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. All right, Patrick. Well, thank you so much and the best of luck to you. And I'm sure I'll be chatting with you again soon. Very soon, for sure. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. I know this ran uh, considerably longer than one of our normal shows, uh, but we did want to talk about this, this opportunity with Patrick and a band of anglers. Um, I mean, it just kind of, fell together that timed up with when I was going to be airing that Florida episode. So uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I know we haven't been uh, doing any shows for a long time. So I do appreciate those of you that did come in and watch the show. Uh, if you ever have any questions, comments, please forward to me. I'm always happy to answer. If you are getting out on the water, please remember always wear your PFD and keep your paddle right side up and share our videos with your friends. Take care.